Welcome to another edition of Oh No Not Them, the show where formats don't matter. There is no plan. And it's all bullshit anyway. Come along for the ride. Here are your hosts, Eric, Jim, and Bill. Sometimes adulting can be very hard. I get it. I really do. Nobody warned me about this when I was a kid. Now I know. It's like that Julian Lennon song. Nobody told me there'd be days like this. Yeah. So, before we get going, I uh, I got a story. <laughs> so, this whole week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, I was down... Camp Hill area down below Harrisburg. Right. Yesterday was a paperwork day, and I had a doctor's appointment as well, but paperwork day. And then today I went back down to Camp Hill. So my first job is in the borough of Camp Hill. Two hours to get to said job. Mm-hmm. I go, I'm on the fucking last pole of the job. It's in front of an Italian restaurant <laughs> called Tatiana's. Bitch, you on blast. And Tatiana ain't Ooh. a bitch. I don't. I never met Tatiana. Okay. However, I did meet the owner of said establishment this morning. Uh huh. I pull in. I make sure I park my car out of the way. Leave ingress, or you know, ingress and egress from his parking lot. And I am immediately hit with, what the fuck are you doing here? Thick Italian accent. Okay. Hi, sir. My name is Eric. I'm a field engineer with Verizon. And as you can see, this pole was replaced. And um, our crews need to come back. And we need to transfer these ca- transfer the cables and remove the old pole and yada, yada, yada. Right? Well, when are they coming? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> s- sir, I-, I-, I don't schedule the construction crew. All I'm here to do is to ensure that the work has not been completed and I'm going to go back to my office and I'm going to input into my system that the work has not been completed and this to be, needs to be replete, completed. Yes. Well, if they come here and my restaurant's open, I'm going to tell them to fucking leave. <laughs> what are you going to do for me? I don't know what's funny with the story or his accent. I know. This is so... Awesome. <laughs> So like a bad Mario. Oh, God. That, well, that's what this dude sounded like. Oh. Fucking big old pus gut like you. Right away. Yeah. I'm getting better. Yeah. You got a bloop bloop. He had a bloop bloop, too. Probably had a bigger bloop bloop. He works in an Italian restaurant. What do you expect? He got pasta, got the gluten. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but anyway, so he's, if, if they come here at my restaurant, we open at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, why don't they start? Why can't they come at 6 o'clock in the morning? I said, do you start work at 6 in the morning? And then, bing, off we go again. Oh. So, I said, do what you got to do. However, realize that we do have legal right-of-way to be here. Mm-hmm. Because that pole belongs to Verizon. Mm-hmm. And those lines belong to Verizon. And we have to maintain them. Mm-hmm. And then he says, come back with me. So, I follow him back through the uh, parking lot. Because he's pointing to a cable and said, look at this. Look at this. A cable in the back of his parking lot. The lashing wire, the wire, the little thin wire that holds the actual cable to the support steel right. is broken. 
Right. So it's dipped down. Right. Not impeding over a parking spot at all. It's over the, the grassy patch between him and his neighbor. Uh-huh. I tell the guy about this. He say he's going to get somebody to fix it. He says, still like this. I said, okay, I'll report it. And I go over and I get the poll number. And if it comes down, I'm going to cut it. <laughs> I looked at him. I said, dude, that would not be in your best interest. <laughs> well, what do you mean? I said, that looks to me to be about a 200 pair cable. And if you cut that cable, you will be held liable for the repair of said cable and for any outage incurred on that cable. And any business who has a line through that cable could also come after you. (laughs) Don't touch our cable. (laughs) You know, and normally... Under normal circumstances, I am a very accommodating man when I'm in my official duties. I will. When? I will. <laughs> if I see something like that, I will. Hey, I'll call my mm-hmm. higher ups and say, "Hey, can you take uh, can you take a look at this? Uh, you know, I got an issue here, and I'll try to get it taken care of." Now. If you're going to fucking play fuck, if you're going to play fuck, fuck games, I can play them better, mm-hmm. especially in a situation like that, because the reality of it is I hold the cards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially in a situation like that, because, yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, uh, yep. Do what you got to do. I'm going to, to kick them off the uh, kick them out of here. OK, well, bye. They fix it. Huh? How are they going to fix it if he kicks them out? Bye. You do what you got to do. And I got my car and I drove mm-hmm. off. And people don't know how to fucking drive in Camp Hill <laughs> or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, or yeah. Mechanicsburg. I'm starting. I'm starting to believe we are it, the worst drivers ever. No, do Jersey's you, worse. Do you take? Do you take 83? No. Yeah. Uh, today I went down 78 to 81. Okay. Well, yeah, I yeah, did jump then, on it. Then jumped on yeah. 83. Yeah. And then on the 15th. 83 is a shit show. Fuck. Shit show of epic proportions. Yeah, 29, man. Twenty nine sucks. I, I wanted to do. join. I wanted to join in. Twenty nine usually does <laughs> suck. I just know that because that's how I go down to Maryland to see my sister. Yeah. Well, when I when I lived in Maryland, I would go down eighty one to eighty three to fifteen, yeah. and run fifteen all the way in. And then, uh, well, when I that was when I lived in Frederick, at Fort Detrick. Right. When I lived in Hagerstown, eighty one runs runs right through Hagerstown. Oh, so I would just stay on eighty one all the way down, and when we would go up to see Missy's family, we would run eighty one all the way up to Syracuse. Yeah. Hmm. You sound like the Californians episode. We take the four hundred five down to Mulholland. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> what the? It's a Saturday Night Live. Yes. Get up with pop culture. Okay. Yo, Junior, what's going on? What a fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. How was your day, Jim? Horrible. Just, what what just, happened? We're just so fucking busy, and Brian's on vacation. Oh, it's, it's, oh, it's nonstop. Ah, oh, he's not gonna be here again. Evening, Brian. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, no, Brian. I don't know if he will be here. I don't know. Well, don't he's know. on vacation. Got nothing fucking better to do. He actually texted me. When the hell was it? Sunday or Monday? His to do list that he had to do for the whole week is all done. 
So he, so I don't know what to do with myself. I don't make, if I'm on vacation, I do not make to-do lists. Yeah. You, you know what my to-do list on vacation is? Chill the fuck out. Hmm. If you make a to-do list that says, I'm not going to make any list, did you actually do it? No. You've already failed. <laughs> you've already failed. Uh, what about you? What about you, Bill? It's it's just been it's been one of those weeks, and I'm I'm ready to just get June over with. Yeah, I'm I'm done. I need I have the fourth off, which is great. I just I just need the the time off. My my head is starting to just hurt. Mine too. Is that on a Tuesday? Yes. You, oh, that's right. You're the only one in the warehouse Monday, correct? Yeah. 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 You can have a party. Oh yeah, it's it's like pants optional. I'm not coming to that party. <laughs> I'm not coming to the no pants party. But he's gonna have a kilt on. I, I didn't say I didn't say no pants. I said pants optional. There is a difference. You know what? You know what a Scotsman wears under his kilt, right? His shoes. See, <laughs> <laughs> see, si. don't say see, si, say we. See, si. I mean we. I don't know. <laughs> I, want to go see. Home. I want to go home. We see. All right, so uh, we've got a fairly. Shallow stack of albums today. Yep. It's five. You have a list. That you, you inquired of me. No, no, he's not going to be at Sunny Rest, Eric. He's actually going to be at, at his warehouse um, doing the pants optional thing, which is frightening. It's not frightening. It, very frightening. Do you want to do your list first yeah. or my list first? Yeah, I'll do, I'll do mine first. Again. Okay. Because it's not, it's, it's not a top ten. It's just because we were talking about, you know, songs that that have you know a good bass yeah. forward, and I you know so you said compile your own list, yeah. And because I'm so basic, uh-huh. <laughs> bad take, Bill. <laughs> no, you guys, you guys will enjoy most of these. I think I don't think I'm gonna get any hate. And as I said, I didn't bother ranking them. Just like, here's what they are. Okay, Gorillas, Feel Good Inc. Good tune. Yeah, there we go. See. I'm already Ozzy with no more tears. Yes, yes. Uh, that you know Trujillo's baseline in that that whole album. Um, I, I, you know what? I don't know if Trujillo played on the album, but I know he did. Uh, I, I, I remember seeing a lot of that stuff on tour. But even like Mama, I'm coming home, where he uses, where he's got the the fretless. Yeah. Oh my God, that he's always had great guys in his band. That might have actually even been Mike Innes on the bass at that time. Hmm. I would have to look that up. Yeah, I know it's just it's just one of those that just... Now, this one, Primus, everybody out there has My Name is Mud, which yes. is good, but my favorite one is Shake Hands with Beef. Oh! <laughs> I got to hear them play that live. I <sighs> fucking geeked. <laughs> I geeked so hard. <sighs> and to make that even better, that Primus show, um, they didn't do... Any hits until the encore, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you didn't get John the Fisherman. You didn't get My Name is Mud. Jerry was a race car driver. The most widely known song they played before the encores was Shake Hands with Beef. Nice. Which is an amazing song. And then they take an intermission and instead of playing his, you know, his his custom ba- modulus basses and whatnot that Claypool normally plays. Yeah. On this tour, they did Rush's Farewell to King's album front to back. Mm-hmm. So, Les comes out. He's got the Black Rick and Bacher 4001. Okay? 
Larry Lalonde is no longer playing the Les Pauls or the PRSs. He's got the pearl white Gibson 335, just like Life's. Mm-hmm. They play closer to the heart. Les picks up the double neck fucking Rickenbacker. <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. It's like, fuck me. Mm. It was such a good show. And, you know, Claypool was doing the keys and stuff and the, the, the Taurus pedals. It was so fucking good. And one mm. of the best parts about that, about that is when they decided they were going to do it on Primus' social media, Les Claypool was posting pictures of him learning the bass parts. Mm-hmm. He flew Getty Lee to his place to learn the bass parts directly from fucking Getty. No shit. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good wow. shit. Good pick, Bill. Yep. Now, now is one you might not have heard this band called Enter the Haggis. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. I've heard of them. All right. Thanks to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, we can't say yes, but yeah, uh, they do a song which only their version has the good, the good bass in it. It's called Donald. Where's your trousers? Okay. And, well, it's about a guy in a kilt. Uh huh. You know, and basically walking around, and everybody's questioning about where his pants are. Uh, but the but the baseline in it is just is just beautiful. I have to check that out. Yep. Enter the Haggis. They they do. They also have uh, another song they have is the Mexican Scotsman. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. So yeah, the now, Mexican Scotsman. That that reminds me of a story. All right. Um, Roddy Piper, one of the greatest heels in professional wrestling, was legitimately when he would came out and played the bagpipes, he was actually playing the bagpipes. Mm-hmm. So he's wrestling for Mike LaBelle in Los Angeles. And he's a he's a heel at the time. So he comes out and he's got his bagpipes. He says, I wanna endear myself. I wanna make nice with my with the Mexican fans here. So I wanna play for you the Mexican national anthem on the bagpipes. Oh. Fucker starts playing La Cucaracha on the bagpipes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gotta love Piper. Go ahead. Next song, Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion. Yes. Yes. Tom Hamilton's bass line in that is, it, it's iconic. Yes. That's, I mean, that's why I said a lot of these, and some of these weren't even on, like, all the lists that I've seen. You know, and, and it's like, that's why it's like, now, next one, Ghost, The Pinnacle in the Pit. Oh, Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That is just pure bass in the in the beginning of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, a little bit, a little bit of distortion thrown mm-hmm. on it. Great freaking intro. One of your favorite bands. Uh huh. Probably this is. I mean, is what the top? White Stripes, Seven Nation Army. Yeah. <laughs> the thing. Okay. Now I I kind of I I I know how to play it because <laughs> uh, Blood Clot played it. Um and. As you guys know, if it's a song that the band wants to play or that people are going to dig, I will play it. Mm-hmm. I don't have to like it to play it. <laughs> I don't have to like something to play it. Love it. Because I understand that not everybody has good taste. I get it. But I kind of can disqualify that one because Jack White did not play that on a bass guitar. It's on every bass list, though. It's on. Yeah, well, they're wrong because it's actually played on a guitar through an octave pedal. Fair. <laughs> but it is a kind of it, it's kind of a catchy little thing. It's not that hard, but it sounds pretty fun. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty fun to play actually. I'm not going to lie. 
Right. Next one, Anthrax got the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Uh, Frank Bellows bass solo in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, so so good. Uh, even that and the intro is one of the few times you will ever see Frank Bellow play with a pick. Kind of has to for that one. Yeah. 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 But now when it gets in, like after the after the bass intro, he drops the pick and he's back to back to playing it finger style, which is unfucking real. Now this one, Ben E. King, stand by me. Yes. Hundred percent. Yes. You got. You got. Yeah. I, I know. It. Yes. I want to think. I, I, I had to put that one. I want to say that might be James Jamerson on the bass, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I could be very wrong. I would have to look that one up. But and oh it's an, yeah, it's an upright bass too. On the original recordings. Okay, then it wasn't. Then I don't think it was James Jamerson. Yeah, and I, I just that's one that you can start. I mean, when you hear the, the t- start, you start singing it. Oh, oh yeah. Dun, dun, there it is. Dun, 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 I'm gonna get copyright striked. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a copyright ding for that. Thanks. All right, thanks, pal. Mm. And this one is a little weird, but again, it's another Trujillo. Uh huh. Infectious grooves therapy. Yes. Okay. I mean that. I mean you hear it throughout. So those were my ten bass. I don't care what you say about white stripes. White, not, white stripes goes on every list. No, they don't. I'll mm-hmm. give you. I'll give mm-hmm. you this one though. Mm-hmm. Good list. Yeah. Well, if I if I had to pick pick another one then, because you had to be a bitch about it. Um, and I don't even remember what I. I'm not even off, gonna yell at you. But like, <laughs> uh, there was something by Cake that I remember that I had on the list at one point. Mm. But I don't. Again, I cross a lot of stuff out and then put stuff back on, you know. You know, for next week, I should do one of my own. Do like my 10 favorite bass songs. We can't refute it because there's probably 10 songs you never heard of. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> no well, no, I'll tell you. I'll tell no, you. we would have heard of all of them. Oh, most of them, yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, one of the ones that's making the list is fucking uh, Ace of Spades. Mm-hmm. Got to yeah. go on there. Yeah, um, I would. I I might actually put "Got the Time" on there as well. Yeah, the the list that I kept finding there was a lot that just kind of kept bubbling to the top. Yeah, and a few made that, but I just I wanted to. They really don't go into a lot of metal stuff, right? You know, one that one that is uh, going to be on everybody's top oh, that is on a lot of the top ten lists, and I, I get it because it's an it's become iconic is. Um, for whom the bell tolls. Yes. Actually, Orion made it more than that. Really? Oh, really? And, yeah. Well, Orion is, mm-hmm. you know, that was one of Cliff's, that was one of Cliff's masterpieces right mm-hmm. there. There's some good shit on that. And that was one thing I liked when they brought Trujillo in the band is they put Orion back in the set. Yeah. So good stuff. Um, do we want to do the Black Sabbath stuff now? Sure. I have to let's see which one's first. Tear. Tear. All right, don't, so I'll call the dog. Yeah, I'm a fucking dummy. Hold on, I'll find it. Yeah, go ahead. I'll while you're finding it, I'll Found get it. into the particulars. Um, yes. So we are into the third and final week now of our. Uh, hey, Doug, what's up, Cracker? Uh, we are into the third and final week of our Black Sabbath deep dive, and uh, I'll be completely honest. Week three was the hardest of the three. Mm-hmm. This this was uh, there was some stuff that was a little rough on here. <laughs> um. Mine was week two. The, mine was definitely week three, yeah. but we'll get into that later on. Um, starts off with their 15th 
studio album, which was released on my 16th birthday. Wow. August 20th of 1990. You old bastard. Yes. I'm feeling it today. Tear. And this album did not chart in the U.S. Is not certified in the U.S. Mm. The lineup is we, of course, have Tony Iommi on guitar. Uh, The return of Cozy Powell on drums. Tony Martin on vocals. Neil Murray on bass guitar and Jeff Nichols on keyboards. This is one of the IRS albums that you cannot find on Spotify at this time. Correct. It may make it there sometime this year. There's one IRS album that is on Spotify. Yes. Dehumanize. Yes. And that's the one. Only because that didn't have Tony Martin on it. It's got Dio on it. Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a minute. This starts off with a song called Ano Mundi. Do you look into what that meant? So, uh, Anno is year. It's 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 based on the, the Jewish calendar. The year creation started. Oh, okay. The year God created everything. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. this is this was a very going on a very religiousy album. Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I I enjoyed this. It sounded like an actual Sabbath song. It was a pretty cool song. Yeah, uh, about a warrior. It's a yeah, about a warrior looking back on his life. Mm-hmm. You know. It's 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 not a terrible song. Decent way to start the record. Uh, moving into a song called "The Lawmaker." I thought got? I thought this song was okay. I mean, nothing really blah, but yeah, this one this one reminded me of just that that new wave of British heavy metal feel. Mm, yeah, and it had you could you could feel the power metal in it. It's fucking generic. And my favorite song of the album, "Bastard, Wait Till I Finish Before You Fucking Insult It." <laughs> Go ahead. You bastard. No, that was the finish. It's a fucking weak finish. You need to talk to Jerry Jarrett about that. But a better finish for your fucking matches. I, I thought the song just sounded generic. It's there's nothing, nothing Sabbathy sounding about this. Was not a was not a big fan. Track three, we have Jerusalem. We'll go back to week two. Um, again, it had an 80s feel with that it riff. It did. I felt, I thought this was really good, and it reminded me maybe of a Dawkins song yes. with better vocals. Yeah, I yeah. get that. I yeah. get, I get yeah. that. Um, it's not bad. It's not good. It's, it's once again, generic. Um, I, I, Going to be a running fucking theme for the next couple hours. Uh, next song, the Sabbath so- Sabbath Stones. This was a meh for me because I felt it didn't really have any rhythm to it. It was like all over the place. Yeah, it, it had a slow, slow intro. And then about two minutes, 30 into it, it got really good. And then it went back to that yeah. slow plotting. And mm. it's like, oh, pick something. At least the riffs are Sabbath-like. Yeah, I said it would have been better if they just shortened it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this song did kind of drag on. Um, I think this one's about the Ten Commandments, but um, I'm not too sure. Well, I, they were, lot, go ahead. I'm sorry. They talked about elements in the beginning. Air, fire, uh, water. Yeah, it could be runes so, then. That's what I mean. I. It's about Captain Planet. Because then now we start going into the north side of the album. 
Yeah. Which I thought was weird. We're talking, you know, ancient Jerusalem stuff here. And then we go to Nordic legend. Right. No, they're all connected. How? Yeah. They, in ways they are. But um, the next one, we have an instrumental called The Ballad of Tear. Yes. Not my fucking dumb dog either. <laughs> he needs a ballad. I thought it was The Battle of Tear. Yeah, the, uh, you're right. The battle. Battle, battle well, of Tear. He I should write a, ba- I should write a, battle of t- a ballad of Tear. Can you tier. read your writing? I can't read my typing. I wrote very legibly. Allegedly. <laughs> no, not allegedly. I can read the shit now. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I thought it was a pretty decent intro to the next song. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is Odin's Court. I I thought it was a nice touch that this stayed mellow pretty much throughout. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I can read my <laughs> book. Asshole. Shut up. Asshole. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I'm just remembering as I, because it, it was this was the one that like didn't it was like just a solo for a singer. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of music behind it. Right. Yeah. And it was a long opener to the next one. Valhalla. Now it kicks in. Go ahead. This is a beautiful Norse song. I mean, mm-hmm. singing about battle and all this other oh fucking love this song. And and when he's singing it, I really got the feeling he was like channeling both Ozzy and Dio at the exact same time. And yet, because they had two different singing styles, and you could hear them both. And yet, being completely fucking generic. Damn it! <laughs> it's still good. It's <laughs> not bad. It's not great. It's fucking generic. It's the great value brand Sabbath. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, this is Wish.com Sabbath. <laughs> yeah, I put. Uh, Beautiful Norse song, and then for number eight, whenever you introduce it. Yeah. I put then this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, track number eight. Yeah. We get to Feels Good to Me. <sighs> this, feels fucking bad, No, man. this was a weird one because it felt like they were playing one song, and the singer was singing a whole different song. I, it was it was like they did like mixed the wrong tracks. <sighs> Doug says, Valhalla at your mama. Valhalla back. I ain't no Valhalla back, girl. Oh, <laughs> Stop. What? No. Anyway, feels good to me. Uh, this song was meant to be a radio-friendly single. Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't ear-friendly. No. No. Th- th- that's the first word of my notes. Is just no. Hmm. Actually, it's the first sentence of my notes. No. I wish they would have mixed this with the like the music in one ear and the and the singer in the other. I wish they would have mixed it off the fucking record. <laughs> they couldn't. They needed. They need to put this shit on, dude. Dude, you wrote "Paranoid" in fucking twenty minutes. Do it not, again. Not this band. It's true. <laughs> well, Tony did. Shit, we didn't even have Geezer to write the lyrics. Yeah. Anyway, next, the final song on the album is called "Heaven in Black." Go ahead. I thought this was a really, really good ending to the album. I thought it was a good finisher. Um. It sounded okay. Yes. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Oh. Talk. No, it, it just sounded. It my... sounded good. It was a good finish to the album. I mean, I didn't find this overall a bad album. Uh, yeah, Doug. They. I think they did have ADHD while making this album. You may be right. What do you got on this one, Jim? I got uh, very Dokkenish again, and the song is just flat. Dokken. Dokken. Are you fucking? Are you fucking dumb? Maybe. Yeah, you are. Okay. 
Have you ever heard the song Dissident Aggressor by Judas Priest? Yes. Same song. Tell me this does not sound like Dissident Aggressor. I don't remember this song. I'm trying to remember it too. But I just thought the vocals were like that, like him singing. Yeah, well, Tony Martin has flat. that. He's got that uh he's got that Don Dokken esque voice, but better. Um yeah, this song to me reminded me of Priest. Mm. It was it, it reminded me of Dissident Aggressor specifically. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing, but when you're Black Sabbath, do better. <laughs> what, what it was you... the '90s, though. I mean, there was there was a it lot. It was of barely it. the '90s. Yeah, but I mean, the the things were already the landscape was changing. You know, dude. Then you got to be like Sim City and build that fucking. You got to terraform it back up. But then the tornado hits, and it's like. <sighs> Yeah, you had to bring the tornado up here. Yeah, or Godzilla, or the nuclear disaster. Oh, no, Godzilla! <laughs> What'd you give the album, Bill? Honestly, I didn't think it was terrible. I mean, I, I give it a pretty good, solid seven. Okay. See, Doug says, yes, dissident aggressor. I'm telling He's, you. Did he spell it right? That dissident? Yeah. It's like, dissident, that a dent. It's like... Yeah, like that fucking, like that fucking Italian guy I was talking to today. Uh, So what, seven? You said? Yeah, it wasn't too terrible, but you know, okay, it wasn't too good either. Five, five. I'm gonna split the difference. I'm going six. Not their best, not their worst. Now, let's move on, shall we? My fingers is a little dry. (laughs) Want to lick them? Threaten me with a good time. Oh, boy. Next, we have the 16th studio album, Dehumanizer. This was released on June 30th of 1992. Black Sabbath has made their return to the Billboard charts. Oh. This album peaks at number 44. Ronnie James Dio's back on vocals for Mm -hmm. the first album since Mob Rules. Right. As always, Tony Iommi on guitar. Geezer Butler is back on bass for the first album since Born Again. Hmm. Vinny Apice is back behind the drums for the first album since Mob Rules. And old faithful, old reliable Jeff Nichols is on keys for this album. So is this the same Mob Rules lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same album. It's the same lineup for Mob Rules. Yeah, and even though this charter wrote... They lost a lot of money on this album. A ton of money. Because they had to um, get all the gear to America to record it, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they lost a lot of... Because they they get Dio, he had to record in America. Yeah. And they had to bring all the equipment over. They couldn't go to like a Dave Phillips and just say, you know, get some shit off the wall. I mean, honest to God. (laughs) It's like, come on. Nah, I don't know. Doug says he's not retarded. He can spell. And yes, I'm not, he, Doug, I never give, said Doug he was gives retarded. it a five. I never once said he was. You I, questioned his spelling. I wouldn't look. I would never call anybody, you know, retarded. That is. The, that's that, my job. That's I mean, I, you know, I was just look, I can't. You got to understand. I, I can't see the screen properly. But being on an angle and I don't have my glasses. I thought it was D-I-S-S-E-N-D-E-N-T. No, that would be descendant. 
No, I put it, then put a C <laughs> You put an extra end in there. See? See? Now he's the one spelling it wrong. See, if I don't know something, I'm not even going to bother spelling it. So if it's That's why you never spell anything. I do spell things. D-I-S-S-E-D-E-N-T. You don't. We're going to have a spelling bee on no, the show. No, we're not. Right? No, we are not. Absolutely not. I will not be included in that. Oh, shit. Speaking of spelling bees. Oh, God. One of the uh, one of the categories Tuesday night for trivia <laughs> was 12-letter spelling. 12-letter uh, word spelling bee. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything was a 12-letter word, and we had to spell it right. But Brett didn't give the word. He gave the definition. So he had to come up with the word. Fumbutch. Yeah. You had to come up with the word and spell it properly. We got six out of seven. It's nice to have an. It's nice to have a retired English teacher on your team. I think that would be cheating. That would be. We oh, we got called cheaters too. We got called cheaters, so they got a allegedly. (laughs) And then I and then I said then I gave them a no face no case. (laughs) So anyway, let's get into this album. Starts off with a song called Computer God. Right. It's about the rise of AI. Correct. Um, Really cool song, in my opinion. This album, to me, and this song, picked up right where Mob Rules left off. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, musically, they didn't skip a beat. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I thought it was good vocals. The guitar solo was good. But the rest of the song just kind of sounded stiff. Like, I don't. Okay. I got. I'm not gonna argue with you. You, you look like you're gonna slap me. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue with you. Very, very strong drums and very strong riff in this song. Yeah, Cozy Powell's a hell of a drummer. I I really enjoy his stuff. Um, next song after all the dead. It was okay. It just I just wasn't a fan of it. This song's heavy as fuck. I got Slayer vibes listening to this song. I didn't get Slayer vibes. It's just heavy. Yeah, but you, if you like... I swear to God, I'm not ding, listening ding, to the same music. I swear sometimes. <laughs> and, and, and Dio actually sounded... I don't know. I just... This, I can picture Slayer doing this song. Yeah, I could... I, I And it sounded almost exactly the same. Yeah. Um, essentially, this song is asking, is there an afterlife? Correct. Yeah. It's a, uh, I liked it. I thought this was a very good song. And at the end, did he say something like there's one way to find out or something like that? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Next is one of the singles off the record. I love this song. TV Crimes. Oh, fucking awesome song. Yeah, I, I... Go ahead, Jim. Once again, I mean, going back to nailing the TV evangelist, I mean, this is fucking incredible. Drums, bass, guitar. Oh, my God. A-plus song on this record. It was good. Nope. Not, you know... Which is up from like one up from okay, but not great. I I really enjoyed the song. Geezer is in killer form on this one. Um, you know, Geezer's bass playing is really off the hook on this song. Um, and and you're exactly right, Jim. This is about the TV, about the televangelists. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think every band wrote a song about it at one point. Uh, oh, especially at this time. At this time, because you had Ozzy with Miracle Man. Yep. Okay. That was about Jimmy Swagger. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole televangelism entry, uh, that rewind that. The whole televangelism industry was taken to task 
by Iron Maiden in Holy Smoke. Mm -hmm. And then you have TV Crimes by Black Sabbath. You have Send Me Your Money by Suicidal Tendencies. This whole like the, the, this whole time frame, they're just ripping the shit <laughs> out of the TV preachers. Mm. And for good fucking reason. And for the record, Doug agrees with me. Uh, they picked up right from Mob Rules. Okay. I... I I agree. I'll I'll, I'll save and, my I'll save my thoughts for the end of the album. <laughs> what what I noticed, and this is weird, I, and I noticed it on the next record, but it seems like they changed their musical style as to who the singer is. Yeah, on each album. That's why mm. this sounds just like Mob Rules. Yeah, the, I, mean, I mean, and Dio has a has a particular writing. Correct. Style. I don't think Dio wrote all of the lyrics on this. I think he might have had some input from Geezer, given mm -hmm. the subject matter that a lot of this, a lot of the songs go into. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, you're 100% right, though, Jim. They have adapted their sound to the singer. Yeah. In a lot, on a lot of records. Because the Tony Martin stuff does not sound like the Ozzy stuff. Correct. And the Ozzy stuff doesn't sound like the Dio stuff. Yeah. And the Dio stuff doesn't sound like the Ozzy stuff. Yep. Yep. But, oddly enough, Tony Martin is the only guy who's done all three eras. Yeah. All right. Because he did the Dio stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Dio, yes, Doug. Uh, Dio's got, you know, killer vocal dynamics and vocal gymnastics in a lot of mm -hmm. places. But... um. Tony Martin is the only singer in Black Sabbath that has done all three ma major eras because you can't really count the one album with Ian Gillen and the one album with Glenn Hughes. That all gets Correct. lumped in, you know, kind of with the Tony Martin yeah. stuff. All right, moving on. Letters from Earth. This had to be a Dio song. Yes. It just seems like something he would write. And it's, it's, a, it's a cool song. Lyrically, it's a pretty, pretty cool song to listen to. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. It's just, again, I don't really have any notes on it because I just didn't, it was just there. Yeah. This is, uh, it, I'm pretty sure this is a Dio song. This is about a guy writing a letter to God. Mm hmm And God just doesn't listen. Mm hmm So, I, 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 don't, I dig the subject matter of the song. Right. Uh, overall, though, like, the song is kind of meh to me. It's, it's not bad. It's not great. Okay, yep, it's... Now we got a good song. Master of Insanity. I'm going to say something here. I showed it to Bill before we came here. Oh, is this the one? This is the one. Oh, about the soup. Okay. Uh, it's a great intro. Uh-huh. You go into... Uh, Doug, if you, a minute 20, you get into that rhythm section before and after the chorus... That would be called a verse. Okay, and then you listen to the Wonton song by Led Zeppelin. It's the same freaking riff. I couldn't fucking tell you. I'm I I I, 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 I couldn't figured tell it you. out last night. I was I was killing me since I heard this song. I'm I like, mean that might I know that, this that riff. I know this why, riff. That could be why I have the notes I have on this song. Go ahead. It just sounds uninspired. Oh, it's a good song. It's a good song to a Zeppelin fan. No. See, I didn't. I didn't mind this song. Got gotcha, you, bitch. 
<laughs> I need that sound bite. <laughs> I gotta, that's the next sound bite I got to get. Um, I, I actually, I, I dug this song, you know? Um, and this is, uh, the intro, like you said, is fucking yes. badass. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a, a song about the devil manipulating us all, and we don't really know that. Open up your on. eyes to see the master of reality. Insanity. Insanity, that's it. Yes, yeah. Master Reality was... Uh, hang on, I do have it. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> fuck. I forgot I had that one. Oh, fuck. That's it. That concludes uh, side one of the album. Right. Now on to side two, we have a song called Time Machine. How much control do we really have our, over ourselves? Mm. That's what this one's kind of speaking on here. I like the song, but I like the Wayne's World version better. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I mean, I and he, this is the second time he's done this. Released two versions of the same song, and I like the movie soundtrack version better. Yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's like can't you release the good put the good version on the album? <laughs> yeah, it's well they did. No, well on the re-releases. Uh, yeah, well I don't. I tried not to do the re-releases because you never know what they change. Yeah, like entire drum. Yeah, and you put bass this, parts. Yeah, it's <laughs> and you know what? Now that I bring that up, um, because we talked about that about Sharon having the. Uh, the bass and the drums re-recorded on the first two Ozzy solo albums. Yeah. That twat originally said, oh yeah, Ozzy signed off on it. Right? Mm-hmm. In Ozzy's book, which I have over on the shelf, I would have to find it. And Ozzy said, no, that was 100% Sharon's call. <laughs> and now... <laughs> It has since been fixed. Mm. Bob Daisley and Lee mm. Kerslake's parts are back on the fucking re- on the albums where they belong. What I, I thought of something else. Speaking of remasters and stuff like that, when you were talking about how the the album sounded like shit last week, a couple of albums. Yeah, were they the remasters or the originals? They're the originals. Okay, and and. and you would have, like, for Born Again and the fucking nightmare oh, that that was, mm, you're better off re-recording that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, you're better off just burying that in a fucking peat bog. Burn it. Burn the masters. Mm. Al Jorgensen did that with their first Ministry album. Good. Should have done it with all of them. Well, no. He wants to re-record it, the first Ministry album, in the industrial style now. No. All the masters of all ministry albums should be burned. No. And while you're at it, burn Al Jorgensen. Whoa. See, I knew he was going to say things you like this when him. I brought it up. I just had to bring it up. It's music news. Just waiting for that to go. MTV, music tonight. On on that on, on that note, Sally Forth and Carry On, Al Jorgensen, you junkie fuck. <sighs> Next song, Sins of the Father. Might be the best song on the album so far to me. I I I really mm-hmm. dig this song. Yes. Um, 
It's it's about mistakenly idolizing your flawed parents. Hmm. I I never idolized my parents. I mean, it's something that uh, something that everybody can, you know, kind of relate to at some point or another and in some way or another. But uh, it was was a good so far. Yeah, it's not. It's a good song. Next, we have a song called Too Late. This is about a deal with the devil. That's mine. Don't worry about it. Um, oh, that over there. Yeah. It's about a deal with the devil. Yeah. This actually has... A, it actually sounds like a, a, a classic Sabbath song. I didn't care for this one it, at all. They could have left it off the album. It would have been fine. I have uh, another dirge, and it was meh. Did you not listen to the first fucking eight albums? Yeah. Tell me... This would not have fit on fit on the first eight fucking albums. Mm. Dirge and Meh. You're almost as dumb as this one. Yeah, but it would have fit on. <laughs> <laughs> I misspeak. <laughs> you better talk to that English teacher. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Frank, help. Mm. <sighs> Next song is about my favorite topic. I yourself, right? Yep. This ego is the best song on the album. I love this one. I love. I absolutely loved it, and not because it was about you. I thought it sucked. I'm not. I'm not surprised because your taste is like you know, good. Actually, I really dig this song. You are the type of person playing Mario Kart. You will take Waluigi, (laughs) just to be an asshole. Okay. (laughs) Why wouldn't I? <laughs> oh God! I, I'm fighting the urge <laughs> to go into Gunnery Sergeant Hartman right now and tell you what you are. Now go ahead, try. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be nice. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is a good tune. It's about relying on yourself and you know, fuck everybody else, pretty much. Um. You know, kind of like I have to do on this podcast. I thought it was more about, like, ego. Everything I see is mine. Yeah, it's that's mine. how it is on that's the podcast. Mine. That's, that's mine. Right. That's mine. Oh, yeah, it is. That's his. Yeah. That's right. Yep. All this of it is. It's all yours. Yes, it is. It is all Come mine. Come to think of it. I bought the buttons. Yeah, <laughs> you did. You did. Hmm. And Jim bought the Bob Ross painting. Yeah. yeah. So we yeah. all contributed. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. A smidgen. A sconch. <laughs> uh, an iota, if you will. Oh. And the album closes off with a song called Buried Alive. Yeah. Good closer. Good way to end the album. It's another okay one. Yeah. It's about relying on religion and then you uh, <laughs> you fucking realize it's all a lie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It was a good song. Yeah. I dug it. I thought it was pretty heavy. Oh yeah, it's it's a, it's a very good um, it 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 it's a good Sabbath record. It's better than the last sa- the the last one. It's better. It, it was better than Tear. I mean, it was a lot better than a lot of the music at the time. I I don't know about that. Which I'm yeah. Which I'm gonna say for most of the '90s stuff. I mean, the alternative you had out there was worth 
Stop puffing your fucking chest, okay? Grunge sucked at the time, all right? <laughs> Grunge sucks today. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was it was a better alternative, although... Mm. I mean, Stone Gossard is no fucking Tony Iommi. Eddie Vedder sure as fuck ain't no, ain't no goddamn Ronnie James Dio. Yeah, it was all different. It was a different genre. I mean, you couldn't even... It, it was like... It's comparing like pomegranates to grapefruit. Right. It's two different things. As Doug's uncle used to say, Doug gives the album an eight, by the way. Oh. As Doug's uncle, Tom Wargo, used to say, he was a school teacher of ours, I'm selling apples, he's looking at oranges. So I used to tell Mr. Wargo all the time, I like bananas. <laughs> yes, you do. You, you, only yours, big boy. Oh, boy. Anyway, what do you rate the album, Bill? All right. This has to be one of my least favorite Dio albums. I just, I wish they wouldn't have gone with them. There's only three fucking Dio albums. Right. No, I mean, no, I mean of all Dio albums. That's including stuff from Elf. That's including uh, the stuff of his solo. Oh, this is, this is just, just not the best. But but not, not, not including Rainbow. They shouldn't have. Oh uh, yeah, that rainbows. But they they shouldn't have bothered to ask him back. I think originally Tony, they didn't. I think Correct. Tony Martin could have done a decent job on this album as well. They, originally they didn't bring. They didn't try to bring. They tried. They tried to get Tony Martin to do it. But he was in contract with his own solo album and couldn't come back to record the record. Right. And that's what happened. So what do you give the album? Numb nuts. Six fuckface. Thank you, douche canoe. I gave Tier a five. I'm giving this a seven. Okay, seven. Doug gives it an eight. I give it also an eight. I I I thought this was a great. I thought this was a great album. Of of the last five, I said this was just one I just did. I couldn't get into it, even though it's Dio, and I know it's Dio, but I just didn't. I didn't like it. Yeah, I I remember I remember pretty vividly hearing TV crimes for the first mm. time. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I had to go out and buy the album. Mm-hmm. They I, suckered in on that one. Yeah. It, well, no, they didn't sucker me in. I was, I, I like the album. I thought it was pretty good. Now, we're going to move on to a complete and total shit show. Cross Purposes. Oh, is that the album name? Yeah. Oh, because you have a list of Cross Purposed. No. Cross Purposes. It's a fucking typo, idiot. Oh, you would make the typo call me an idiot. Yeah. I was searching high and low for that album. Oh, I bet you were. (laughs) The S is next to the D on the keyboard. It's a fucking typo. My S will be next to the D in a minute. You're talking about... I ain't shook. (laughs) I ain't fucking shook. This album was their 17th studio album was released on January 26th of 1994 peaks at number 122 on the billboard charts. And we're back to Tony Martin on vocals. Mm -hmm. Of course, Tony Iommi on guitar. Geezer Butler is still there on bass. And we have Jeff Nichols on keyboards and a new face added to the party on drums. A guy by the name of Bobby Rondinelli. He's done. He's done a few things with other bands, too. But uh, that's who's behind the kit for this one. Starts off with a song called Eyewitness. 
I put uh, a nice start, quick quick tempo, but just not heavy enough. This is a good rock song. Mm, again, yeah. again, the era we're in, we're in the I'm, '90s. I'm, you know, there wasn't a lot of really good rock songs being produced. Yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> and we're only about three months away from uh, a, a pivotal moment in 1994. Mm. And I almost got in a fight over that moment. When did this start? I mean, when did this release? January of 94. All right, I'll wait to the story. Well, no, April of 94 is when Cobain yeah. died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, you said a pivotal moment. It was a pivotal. It was. Moment. It was a pivotal to moment. To some, even to me, who's not a Nirvana fan, it was a pivotal moment because that really did signal the end of the grunge movement, mm. foul movement. But all right, all right. Eyewitness. It's about finding a place within yourself to escape. You know, and sometimes, you know, the mind can be the uh, can be the only sanctuary you really need. Mm-hmm. Not a bad song. Good opener. See, we all agree. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Fuck. <coughs> Next is a really <laughs> cool song. Um, This especially if you dig into the symbolism that he's talking about in here. It's called Cross of Thorns. Um, this is about the Irish struggles with the British Empire. Oh, really? Yes. What do you, what, what do you think? Ireland? Well, this is when I started realizing, shit, this is when they started, well, sorry. This is when I realized they were changing their style to their singers. Yeah. And I'm thinking the more I listen to this album, the more I'm thinking, Christ, this sounds like a Tony Martin or a Martin album with Black Sabbath in the background. And I put this is okay for a Martin song. Yeah, it's it's not a bad song. I thought it was very epic sounding. Yeah. Um I loved it. You know, I and like the because if you don't know about the about the uh, Doug agrees Cross the Thorns is a good song. If you don't know about the Irish struggles with the British Empire, a lot of it boils down to religion. Mm -hmm. The Irish wanted to remain Catholic, and the British were forcing the C of E, or trying to force the C of E on everybody. And, you know, it's gone on for decades. Northern Ireland is still just, there's still that conflict going on there. Yeah. That's why, uh, that's why people. This this is a, a, a byproduct of our cancel culture society, and everybody gets offended at everything in virtue signaling. There are motherfuckers that actually get offended by the name of the drink, the Irish car bomb. Well, <laughs> depending on where you drink it. I've seen it. Really? Yes. Do you really have to call it an Irish car bomb? Can't you just call it a car bomb? Can you shut the fuck up? It's Guinness. Yeah, I don't think you'd order it in Northern Ireland, though. No. Because you might actually get one. Yeah, but but if you're at the fucking Blue Mountain Pub, I don't see a problem with ordering an Irish car bomb. That's what it's called. That has Bailey's in it, right? Yes. Well, you know what? You shouldn't be ordering those anyway because it tastes fucking terrible. So, that's my take. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 
Next is a song called Psychophobia. This has a very funky feel to it. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm kind of digging it. It's got that, you know, that 3-4 off-kilter vibe. I like it. Um, You know what this song is about? Mm-hmm. Okay. I read it. I read it. I can't remember now. It's about David Koresh. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yep. Psychophobia mm. is, you know, a, a, a sen- you know, the dude had a fucking messianic complex. And this is Tony Martin telling the story. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it? I think there's a there a Netflix series just dropped. Uh, no, that's been out for a while. No, 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 no. A recent, recently, they, they came out with another one, I think. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. I'm not saying, I'm going to say within the last six months. Yeah. I, I know you might say a while, but you're telling me a couple of years ago. No, this recently came out within the last, I'm going to say six to seven months. Yeah, Waco. That Was that it? Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Of course I watched it. I keep forgetting. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Waco, wacko. Perfect place. <laughs> Who's to say, hey, every time, every time somebody comes to this fucking shitty blue rock and floating through space, piss off the flat earthers. Um, you know, everybody, every time somebody comes to this fucking blue marble that's tumbling through space <laughs> and says that they're fucking, that they're the Messiah, we kill them. He's not the Messiah. He's a very naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard no, about he saying, didn't come. He didn't get killed because he was the Messiah. They were manufacturing guns. No, they weren't. They just had. They were well, just had a bunch them. of them. Yeah, they just. Well, there was a bunch of. I mean, it was. And they were all going to go to sleep and go up to space and meet their masters. No, I different that was, cult. That, yeah, that was a different. That was, that was Heaven's Gate. That was Heaven's Gate. Oh, and they and they did all go to sleep. Yeah, they did. That was Heaven's Gate, but not before they cut their junk off. Yeah, why would you do that? Oh, I don't know. You know. Doesn't seem like a heaven without your junk. I know. <laughs> it grow back. Yeah, I and don't know. I don't know really about heaven. that. No, that was a, that was the Heaven's Gate cult. Mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't. We don't have time. Nope. To nope. get into a nope. whole discussion on David. Yep. Crash. All right. Uh, next is Virtual Death. Great bass part in this song. Mm. Did anyone get Allison Chains out of this song? Well, I basically. So I, I, my notes is it had no heart and it sounded me- mechanical. Ah, Geezer's playing is fucking killer on this. All right, that was, that was that was my feelings on it when I heard it. Okay. And no, I didn't get an Alice in Chains vibe. I did. I it know. was around that time though, so who knows what influences were happening? Yeah, uh, you, you may you may not be wrong. You know, Lane Stanley might have been in the next room. Staley. Staley. Staley Stanley might have been in the next room. <laughs> Stanley taking a steamer. I, oh, Jesus, I knew he was going to fucking do that. <laughs> you set me up, I will knock him out the fucking park. Dirty motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> fucking bastard! Uh, next is Immaculate Deception. <sighs> Very good rock song. I liked it. I have nice quick song with a freaking kick-ass solo yeah great bass line too even evil can feel good yes that's what this song's about because evil is good 
Ass is good. You catch some evil ass. Whoop. <laughs> you ever see Vampire in Brooklyn? Years ago. That's the one with Eddie Murphy. Yes. Wow, that's eighties. Yep, that's what that one's about. Uh, not Vampire in Brooklyn, but it's about evil can feel good. Ah, <laughs> uh, fucking a. Dying for love. Very good song. They found the missing heart that was from before. This song just had it. Very nice. Didn't like it. This was just a shitty 80s song. Thank you. I swear, I swear to God, I listened to a different album. Well, no, you just have different tastes. The word is better. Better. No. <laughs> that would be... Yeah, well, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, no, your taste is not better or worse than mine. Well, actually, yeah, it is worse. Fuck you. Uh, Doug says my sister. Uh, Doug says my sister bought a Jim Jones Kool Aid surfing set at Horror Fest on Saturday. That's fucking awesome! Oh my god! That mm. it came with uh, grape Kool Aid uh, pitcher, serving tray, and serial killer cups. <laughs> That is fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, Doug went to... Uh, I completely forgot about it, or else I would have hitched a ride up with him. Yeah. Uh, they had a hor- NEPA horror fest at the Circle Drive-In. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Doug got a bunch of shit autographed by Bill Mosley. Otis from yeah, yeah, Devil's yeah. Rejects. Yes, yes. Yeah. Got, you know, real cool picture with, o- uh, with Otis. A signed, uh, signed movie poster of Otis's mugshot. Oh, my. It says, bail me out. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish I would have fucking remembered about it. I would have loved to have gone to that. Looked like they had a good time. That's ah, awesome that fucking Donna bought that. <laughs> <laughs> I need one of those. Uh, Doug said they were only 25 bucks. Yeah, you should have got one. Fuck. Should have got me one. I would have fucking bought it <laughs> off you. God damn. Uh, yeah, Dying for Love. I wasn't really a fan about that. Uh about dying for love but this is about what went on in Yugoslavia in the late 80s mm. about the collapse oh, boy. and the ethnic cleansing and all the other shit that was going on in Yugoslavia that's what Tony Martin wrote this song about you know you don't hear much about Yugoslavia anymore that's because Yugoslavia doesn't exist <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Next is Back to Eden. Good rock song. Very very good rock song. Okay. I got an okay Martin song. I got mid. There's better and worse on this album. Yeah, that's very true, but it's Yeah, it's 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 there. Mm-hmm. To use a billism, it's there. Not much more. I don't say that. It's did there. he not yes. just say that last record? Yes, he did. You mean today? Yes. yes. I rescind it. <laughs> oh. I don't pay attention Let to me. <laughs> That's true. Moving on. The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. And no, it's not about the movie. No, no, it's it's much worse than yes, the, it is. the story's yeah. much worse than the movie. Yeah. Um, 
I did a little research mm-hmm. on it into what this was about. Oh my fucking god! Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead, uh, yeah, get I, your takes on. I it. said it was, but it's the middle of the road, and I actually put wrote the word "I." <laughs> it was just that it was. It was, damn it! <laughs> middle of the road. <laughs> okay. <sighs> What'd you say, Jim? Uh, same thing, but the subject matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this is based on an English child serial killer named Beverly Allen. She was a nurse who was convicted of the murders of four infants, attempted murder of three more infants, and the uh, grievous bodily injury of six more. Yeah, this is a fucking mm-hmm. sick, twisted bitch. And unfortunately, there is no death penalty in England. Oh, I know that. Yeah, there's no death penalty in England. Most of Europe doesn't when have... When did that go away? Because, I mean, they beheaded Charles III. Charles III's on the throne now. The second then. <laughs> Charles II. <laughs> the Roundheads did it. The Cromwell. I know a bit about it. Okay, I don't know numbers. Look, mate, when they got that many numbers going around, you can't keep track of them all. Louis the Fourteenth. Christ, they used to have public hangings and shit like that. Yeah, well, no, the, the they haven't had uh, they haven't had capital punishment in Great Britain for a number of years. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, fucking terrible. Yeah, it the the. The fucking subject matter is just like bone chilling. Yes. Next, we have Cardinal Sin. Yeah. Good song. I enjoyed it. Let's talk about subject matter. <laughs> Cardinal Sinning. Yeah. We'll get into another one about that yeah. later on. It was actually a misprint on the. It was, it was co- supposed to be Sin Cardinal Sin. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. The, the printing people fucked up and said, okay, well, it's Cardinal Sin. Yeah. Uh, you know who else fucked up on this song? Hmm. Black Sabbath. I didn't think it was that bad. This sounds like Zeppelin. Fuck it. I didn't think I didn't get any Zeppelin. I, mm, a little bit. <laughs> no, a lot. Well, this sounds like. Well, fuck, fuck it. it. If it's like Zeppelin, Jim agrees, and I changed my fucking rating. <laughs> <laughs> Next, Evil Eye. It's about just leave me the hell alone. Yeah, but I, I think it was a horrible closer. I I felt it was like a cover of a Dio song. That this was written for Dio, and it was they were basically covering it. Yeah, I can see that. That's yeah. what it felt like. That this and it might have been because the, and even Dio has done things like he does. You know, the evil eye, me, me, me. The, the Maloik. Yeah, I mean, so I think I really oh, think no, no, no. I think this song was written for the last album. Wait, don't show that. Don't show that on on camera. What Gene Simmons might try to sue. What what a show. Yeah, but I went like this, so I was like, I did. Well, the, no, I that's did. how he did it. Because I did, I did the NWO. Well, wait, no, no, that's <laughs> that's what Gene did because uh, that's how I held my pick, and uh, he, that's when he tried to trademark that fucking jerk. Oh, my, are you kidding me? No, no, he tried. Like if somebody did this, he owed me money. Yeah, that he tried. Gene, tra- Gene, fucking invented breathing. Okay. <laughs> All right. What what's your rating on the record, Bill? I enjoy it. This is another uh, solid seven to me. It's not, you know, greatest album, but I kind of enjoyed it. All it, right. 
once I started looking at it as a and, and well, as a Black Sabbath record, I'll give it you know like Black Sabbath sound be like a three or a four. But once I realized they started you know catering around Martin, I'm gonna go with a seven as well. Yeah, uh, I I agree. It's a seven for me as well. Uh, not the strongest Tony Martin era offering. Not the weakest. Moving on. <laughs> this one's going to hurt. We have the 18th studio album called Forbidden. This was released June 5th of 1995. Once again, this album does not chart in the United States. Our lineup is uh, Tony Iommi on guitar, Tony Martin on vocals, Cozy Powell on drums. We have a new face in the game, Neil Murray on bass guitar. And Old Faithful, Jeff Nichols, back on keyboards. And we have a couple of guests on this record. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the first guest, uh, your friend and mine, Ice-T. Doug gives uh, Cross Purposes an 8, mm. by the way. Um, we, we have Ice-T, who does a, a guest vocal yep. on actually the first song, so we'll talk about that in a minute. And the other notable name attached to this record, also... A member of Body Count. Ernie C mm -hmm. produced this record. Yep. Who's Ice T's guitar player? Which was the album that had a credit to Eddie Van Halen, but they couldn't give it they couldn't put it in the album because of his contract. I don't know. It was one of the last songs on either this album or the one before. Don't know. Mm. But he helped. He he did guitar work with Iomi. Yeah, but he couldn't be credited on the album itself. Yeah, the pr production of this, nobody liked. Be they they felt that Ernie C was not a good fit to produce. Yeah, he wasn't because he kept he kept trying to make it like a hip hop album. Yeah, the mm. the the production on it is uh, is terrible. Um, the production on it is terrible. But that's the least of the problems on this album. Um, starts off with a song called The Illusion of Power, which has a guest spot from Ice-T. Tony Martin has no business attempting to rap. I love this song. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love this song. This, this is... I, I Go ahead, Jim. What a fucking horrible way to open an album. <laughs> I, I bad take, Bill. You're gonna hear a lot of me this one. one. <laughs> this, this one, this one. I'm gonna make you your own graphic for the videos. Yes. Um. This this song, it. Well, like I said, Tony Martin has no business like trying to do a rap, a rapid fire rap delivery. Mm. It, it it just does not work. The bright spot on the song is Ice T. <laughs> yeah. I could listen to this song over and over oh, again. Oh, God. I, I absolutely love this song. And it's not even my favorite on the album, and I still love it. Didn't you say to me last week, Leaving Forbidden is going to be good? What? Is, didn't you say that to me last week? You like Forbidden? I, I yes, I think. I, I, I don't know. I kept thinking every time I listened to this album, there's no way Bill said that to me. There's no way Bill said that to me. I, I, I probably did. I did. This was, oh, I was... I was ear to ear gritting on this thing. I loved it. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a lot of hate this way. You're one of like three people <laughs> worldwide that enjoy this record. Um, song number two, 
get a grip. We're gonna cut. We're gonna go to you last. Go this, ahead, Jim. It's just mad at me. It didn't have really anything. My my notes on this are generic as fuck. Yeah. I like Aerosmith's Get a Grip much better. <laughs> you, and I know you don't care for that one much. Uh, yeah. But you yeah. guys, you guys got to turn up your headphones, man. This is a great song. My absolute favorite on the album. It has an underlying groove that as the kid, it slaps. I mean. No. I got to tell you something. I got to tell you a little. St- time for story time with Uncle Eric. Who's slapping what? I'm about to slap your mama. Um, anyway. I took Jesse and Alistair fishing last night, right? We're sitting at Beltsville and throwing dynamite in (laughs) no face, no case. Um, and we took a little Bluetooth speaker with, I'm like, Oh shit. I still got to listen to some, some Sabbath records. So Jesse's on the right side of me. Alistair's on the left side of me. And I play, I put forbidden on, Right? Yep. Alistair, at several times during this, says, what is this? This is terrible. This is horrible. And Alistair got up and he moved down the shoreline. (laughs) And he said, I was never so happy as when I didn't have to hear that anymore. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. This. (laughs) Moving on. Can't get close enough. Go this ahead. had no, a, no, no, no. You go last. This had a very alternative sound to it. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know where they were going. It definitely didn't sound like anything else before. It just it had an alternative vibe. And when did this come out again? Ninety ninety five. Yeah. This uh, my notes on it are generic as fuck. Weak intro. Into generic verses and generic choruses. This is lame. This is boring. Bill? It had a slow start, and it just built upon itself until it really got rocking. It was like a train going down the track. You know, you just get the momentum, and then you're going. It's not even a fucking Lionel H.O. gauge train. Tooting his own horn there. Toot, toot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that the fly ends. <laughs> Next song. My brain hurts. Yep. I, I, I my brain hurts. Here we go. Shaking off the chains. It had a weird beginning. Mm-hmm. It's all over the place, and then somewhere towards the end, it actually sounded half decent. Uh, okay, what I have for this one, Doug says he never heard this album. Uh, I, I, he was probably forbidden by the Queen. That may be the one nice thing she ever did for you, Doug. Don't go, listen. Go to search this it out. It's awesome. Do not listen to this record. Trust me. I wouldn't lie to you. I mean, I would lie to you, but not about this. Anyway, what I have on this one is uh, uh, the riff is kind of cool. The second half feels like an Iron Maiden song. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I dug it. It's not bad. It's not good right. by any stretch of the imagination. I liked it. It was missing something in it. 
it felt quality. incomplete. <laughs> it felt, no, the talent's there. It's oh, just, quality. It just, it just felt incomplete. Like there was something like maybe it was rushed in production. You know, like somebody should have taken another look at it. Maybe, maybe Moose Man should have played bass on it. I don't know. Which wouldn't have been a bad thing. Moose Man's a great bass player, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Fifties. Yeah, body count. I'm sorry. <laughs> Take a note from Mr. Salt. Actually, no, he doesn't do this either. If you don't you talk don't know what you're talking about, shut the fuck up. I just said he plays with those Swifties. <sighs> yeah. If you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up, fat man. That's not what I was gonna say. That's what I said. <laughs> it timed it well though, didn't I? Very well. Anyway, uh, for those of you watching on Facebook, uh, I put the sound clip up. Shut the fuck up, fat man. Anyway, moving on. I Won't Cry For You is the next song on the record. Why you guys look at me first? Oh, no, wait. Hang on. Jim goes first. Every time you do this, it's like... It's okay. It's just there. Nothing spectacular. Because we usually go this... That's that's a terrible phrase. I'm just going to say that right now. What? It's just there. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He's not wrong. Um, once again, weak and generic. This is quite possibly the worst Black Sabbath song ever. <laughs> no, it's a good song. It really is a good song. It, it fits well on the album. This wouldn't be good for a fucking Nelson record. I can't this I mean you guys are gonna rail me on every damn song so it's just gonna be redundant where it's like it's like suck suck I like it and it's like I don't see I might surprise you I don't think you will I might no you might you if you surprise me in anything I know what song it'll be on next is guilty as hell go ahead Jim once again just meh it's not very good not very bad just Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yes. <laughs> uh, I have a few potentially good riffs wasted on what turned out to be more generic shit. <laughs> and again, I thought it was a really good song that fits the album and the time period perfectly. <coughs> it's the time period. You guys are not looking at the time period, man. No, I'm looking at the quality of the fucking album. Yeah, at, you have to look no, at the No, 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 no. Black Sabbath was released in fucking 1970, and it is still a great record to this fucking day. Paranoid was released in 1971, and it is still a fucking great record to this day. No, I don't have to look at the fucking time period. Because in 71, look at the time period then. And those records were done in less time with less technology. But they were going against disco. Not in 70s. 90s, they were going against Smash Mouth. In 1970 and 71, they weren't going against disco. There was no disco. Mob Rules was going against, and Heaven and Hell were going against disco. Well, disco was there at some point. No, it wasn't. In the mid to late 70s, yes. You, know, you had incense and peppermints then, and Inagata Davida. There's different shit. That was before them. That's not disco. 
that, it's that go. So just let's go. Uh, fuck me. Now, uh, this song, the title sums up what I'm what is going through my head about you two bastards right now. Wait. Sick and tired. Okay, I figured we were on that one. <laughs> this is just a fucking slog. Just ah. <sighs> cool drum intro. Wasted on weak, sappy blues garbage. You guys were having a bad day when you listened to this. I can tell. No, because I was this, having a great day. Which, I was sitting at the lake with my kids. Because this is just a really great rock song. No, it, it is. It, it just is. This is just all around goodness. You can have your opinion as fucking delusional as it may be. It's not delusional. It is. Doug says disco here and disco there. I'll explain in the outro why this is such a wonderful album. <laughs> Next is Rusty Angels. Let me guess, guys. You hated it. This. When I, oh, wait. <laughs> just fucking wait. When I first heard this song, it reminded me of fucking Ride the Wind by Poison. A little bit. Nah. No, but, that's actually a good song. I know. I know. I'm just talking to me. Just, uh, but uh, this, this. Not funny. Ha ha. Out of all the songs that are meh on the album, this was my favorite song on the album. Your favorite meh song. No, my favorite song on the album. I like this song. Yeah, see, the great song. Not great. I'm just saying. Okay, give favorite. yours. Give yeah, yours. It was. It was. It's a. It's another one. It just is perfect. It fits this album. Is like a. It's like a puzzle tapestry where oh. every piece is just there. Mostly, there is one. There is one on bad one on the album. We're getting to. But this song is hair metal. A decade too late. Ah, poison. This sounds like bad Lizzie Borden. And that covers a lot of ground because there's no good Lizzie Borden. <laughs> Lizzie Borden was is fucking terrible. We've had this discussion multiple times. We don't know. We haven't had this discussion. We've had this you yelling at me. That's what we've had. That's not a discussion. That's me being hollered at. <laughs> I don't think you know what a discussion is. <laughs> Point pill. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sorry. No, no. This is what he thought. He thought you were here for the argument. Yeah, no. This is abuse. <laughs> <laughs> Bill gets the point. <laughs> oh, fuck me. Oh, I'm crying. Oh. Visualized by Lizzie Borden is a great album. No, it's not. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> oh, I suppose you're going to tell me their version of Born to be Wild from Decline is good, too. With the out-of-tune fucking guitar harmonies. I actually enjoy that. I know, <laughs> I know you do. How do you harmonize and not be in tune? Fuck me running. It's not all about harmony. It's about feel. <laughs> I got to tell you a story off the air. About that. About feel. Oh. Son of a bitch. 
<sighs> yeah, that was Rusty Trombone. I mean, Rusty Angels. I knew you were going to make that joke. I Fuck, could, I couldn't telegraph it that. It fucking writes itself. <laughs> You've got tears in your eyes. I know. <laughs> I know. Next is the title track, Forbidden. Go ahead. Should have been forbidden off this album. Oh. No, 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 no. It fits right in. It's more weak generic trash. <laughs> there you go. It's really good. It, it does fit right into the rest of this. It's great. weak generic trash. <sighs> Last song. Kiss of Death. Go ahead, Jim. Too fucking long. Just get the album over with, please. Yeah, this is not a good end. I actually do have that. It's not a good ending. This is just an okay song. It wasn't a good ending to the album. No, it was not. A, well, it was a fitting end to this album <laughs> because it was more fucking drivel. <laughs> you forget. I can see what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to go drink a water. <laughs> Anyway, what's your what? What do you rate this album? Oh fuck, I'm going four. Okay, I'm gonna go next. You can give your rating last. I give it a three. My final notes on the album are: What in the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> Mr. Salt. The floor is yours. Okay, I will first say that while I was listening to this, I got very nostalgic. Because I remember just listening to this album in my truck on the way to work. And it was just this, the music that I needed, where the musical landscape was at the time. I didn't like it. And this one was just so wonderful to listen to and listen to again. Wait, wait, hang on. 1994 was this 95 mm-hmm. okay so 95 we've get we're getting albums by bands like bush mm-hmm. we're getting albums by no doubt the mm-hmm. mighty mighty boss tones are coming into their are, are, are coming around uh rancid i didn't listen to rancid yeah because you fucking were listening to this shit yeah i just don't understand you said the musical landscape so this this to you was like taking you back to like no no this this one because I didn't like a lot of the music that was going on at that time. This album was just a breath of fresh air, and I absolutely I must have I listened to this back and forth to work continuously. So you basically got brainwashed. No, I didn't get brainwashed. It's a wonderful album. No, it's not. Yeah, and that's why this is this is definitively. One of my absolute favorite Black Sabbath albums. I will put this one up with Masters of Reality and Paranoid. I absolutely love this album. Solid nine. Go buy it, Doug. You've been dipping in. uh, Doug says you must like the Bay City Rollers, too. Um, I could. He does. I. I don't. I one song by him. They're a one-hit wonder. I don't. He does. Yeah. I, I mean. Oh. Can't wait to burn that. I was gonna say. That album's fucking terrible. This is the only album in the entire catalog I listened to twice because I just it was enjoying it so much. 
I I I listen to each one at least twice. I would listen I would listen to it uninterrupted, you know, or as close to uninterrupted mm-hmm. as I could get. And then I would go back as I'm making my notes and listen track by track by track. Mm-hmm. And that was fucking difficult. And when I told you it was a great album, you I did probably tell you that, and that's true. See, these are the types of things when it's like people don't believe me then after because you know I say uh, I, I, yeah, let's get on the last record. So the 19th and final studio album is called 13, which makes no sense in the grand scheme of things because it's not the 13th one with Ozzy. Mm-hmm. It's the ninth one with Ozzy. And it's not the 13th overall. Yeah. It's the 19th overall. The only... Correlation. It was released in 2013. That's what I was gonna say. I think that's one. Well, no, it said on the I saw on the notes. I think it was was is Geezer Butler on this? I think Geezer's yeah. what it said. Geezer said they were supposed to write 13 songs for it and then gave up. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill, Doug wants to know what the hell you were smoking back and forth uh, from work in '95. Uh, Marlboro mediums at that time in my life. Basic bitch. Anyway. So, released on June 10th of 2013, this album peaks at number one on Billboard's records, but it is not certified. Really? It is not certified gold or platinum in the United States, but it does peak at number one. (coughs) That's odd. And we're almost back to the original lineup. Mm Mm-hmm. We have Tony Oyomi on guitar, mm-hmm. Geezer Butler on bass, mm-hmm. Ozzy Osbourne on vocals, no Bill Ward. They have Brad Wilk of Rage Against the Machine on drums. You had to be happy about that. Me? Mm-hmm. He did his job. Okay. Yeah, Bill Bill Ward, they, they couldn't come to a contract agreement. Yeah. So Sharon's like, I'll give you a half a point on the record. <laughs> but the, the the Bill Ward said they were in like negotiations for a long time. Yeah, they well, were. They started. I, I read that they started trying to get this record together in the early two thousands. They did, and then mm-hmm. Ozzy went out and started doing the solo stuff yep. again, and everyone went every, all over the place. And finally, they went, "Hey, we gotta get this shit done." Well, and oh, hang on, you're you're jumping ahead a little bit. Ozzy went out and did the uh, Down to Earth record. <coughs> and then they had intentions on getting back together with Ronnie James Dio. Oh. And doing what became Heaven and Hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of keep going while Ozzy was doing the solo thing. But they were verboten from using the Black Sabbath name. Yep. So, what was it called? The Greater Two Evils, or <clears throat> yeah, the Greater of Two Evils. Yeah, they, they released one album, it was Heaven and Hell. Another, that's that's another great album, though. Yeah, that is. It was a very good album. Yeah. And then after after that, then we get thirteen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But now, starts off with a song called "The End of the Beginning." Mm-hmm. Ozzy's voice is not what it was mm-hmm. back then, but then again. We're forty years on. Yes. So it, this is a it's a it's a cool song, and they're channeling where it all began. Listen to this and listen to 
A B this with the song Black Sabbath. Mm. Yes. I I have down they are back and, and you can put this on any one of the first three albums and it'll fit right in there. Yeah. This is uh, I don't know about all that, but it's essentially a remake of the song Black Sabbath. Hmm. Musically. Okay. The vibe, the feel of it, mm-hmm. the instrumentation, the arrangement. Yeah. It's it's which isn't a bad thing. Uh they're back to their roots. I like I, I dig the song. Um next we have a song called God is Dead. They won uh They won a Grammy for this. Yeah. One. Which is why which is why I'm surprised this thing never charted or or didn't certify. Yeah, it didn't certify. That's odd. Mm. This one they should have opened the album with. I think this was more Black Sabbath sounding than the first one. It's uh, they, they they both do have a similar vibe to them. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um, I got a cool spooky vibe in the intro, into a punch in the face, back to the cool spooky vibe. Mm-hmm. I like this song, and uh, you know this is about uh, kind of about. Like Nietzsche's philosophy that, you know, uh, essentially that God is a construct of man and mm-hmm. things like that. Good song. Loner. I love this song, too. Yeah. Another really good song. Me, too. It was just perfect Black Sabbath sounding music. Yeah. This is a, a very similar feel to NIB. Yes. Right. Even the melody is sort of similar to NIB, the way Ozzy sings it in the verses. Uh, I think Geezer wrote this one about himself because he's always been kind of a mm. you know lone wolf mm-hmm. type, type dude. Mm-hmm. It's a good song, excellent song, and yeah, Doug, it is a shame that they couldn't get to uh, get the agreement with Ward for this one. I would or the final tour, yeah, because I mean Tommy Clefidos is a great drummer, but I would have loved to have seen Sabbath with all the original members. That would have been fucking killer. Um, I don't think they even were able to get Ward for the last gig in Manchester uh, in Birmingham at the NEC. Wow, which was terrible. Um, yeah, and a loner, good song. Then we have Zeitgeist. Musically, I thought this was a lot like Planet Caravan. As did I. They broke yes. out the Planet Caravan bongos. Yeah. Yep. Not a bad song at all. Yeah. I'm not a big Planet Caravan fan, so you know, I just it sounded like a, for a lot of these there were. Homages to original of uh, the first songs, yeah. So you could like call back to them, yeah. There, you're you're not wrong at all. There, there's a lot of uh, rehashing, as it were, yeah. of of earlier Black Sabbath mm-hmm. stuff on this album. Uh, you got anything for that one, Jim? Just that you know, like <laughs> it kind of was a droner for me. Well, it's mm-hmm. with Panic Car- Panic exactly. Yeah, same Which, idea. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um. Good. It's a good. You know, chill out. Smoke a smoke a bowl song. Yep. Uh, next, we have Age of Reason. Is did anyone notice the the guitar sound in the song was different than all the other ones? No, not really. I, to me, it mm-hmm. just sounded like a completely good, different guitar sound. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's my note on there. My note is that it, it's it's good, but it could have been shorter. Yeah, well, yeah. It did not have to be that damn long. Seven minutes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I dug this one too, but it is a bit long. Um, Doug says a good friend of uh, his, her nephew was playing bass for Bill Ward. That's fucking cool. Wow. 
Um, and what that what that song boils down to is for as smart and as advanced with as we are, we are all fucked. Mother Earth is undefeated, mm-hmm. and Father Time is undefeated. And if we keep fucking with this AI stuff, the machines are going to be undefeated. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's going to happen eventually. That's I mean I didn't think I mean. Terminator predicted the machines were going to kill us all, but, I mean, it's getting closer now. Yeah, and the Matrix, too. Yeah. Oh, the Matrix wouldn't be too bad. I, I would go into the Matrix, <clears throat> you know, if, as long as they just would set me up with, like, you know, like a lot of money and just, I would I would gladly be ignorant to everything going on. <laughs> you are ignorant now. Yeah, but I'm not getting, I'm not, like, making money like that. I mean, mm. Mm. Cypher was, you know, you know, had it right. I guess. Next, we have Live Forever. I like this song. Yep. Favorite on the album. Nobody wants to die, but... Nobody wants to live forever. Either. Yeah. After a while, living being, uh, you know, living forever would get boring. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I really dug the riff in this song. Yeah, this was, this was yeah. right back into that Black Sabbath. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree. This may be my favorite on the record too. Uh, Damaged Soul. They, they have that, uh, that old sound coming back again. Kick-ass solo in here finally, and uh, the only thing is, it was kind of long. Yep. Yeah. Um, th- this, this song is it. It does go on a little bit too long, but. It's that classic Sabbath sound. Yeah. You know, um, it's essentially an updated version of something you would have got off the first eight records. Yeah. Just slow and plotting. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. And the final song on this journey is called Dear Father. This song is about pedophile priests. Hmm. Yeah. The 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 it's not a bad song. It's not as it doesn't quite live up to the first eight, but it's mm. not as bad as some of the stuff that's been yeah. intertwined between Never Say Die and Now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a bad song. It seems like uh on this record, they they went in and rehashed a lot of old riffs yep. and rewrote, just rewrote, rewrote and repurposed a lot mm-hmm. of riffs. Um, but it, when it boils down to it, there's still t- Tony Iommi riffs. Yeah, yeah. I had a laugh. I didn't realize <clears throat> when I was listening to Spotify that Spotify has a deluxe edition because there's more songs. I don't. I didn't print out that one, but. Yeah, song number nine, Methodemic. What a freaking awesome song! Yeah, and uh, Pariah. Yes, is another one that's a Spotify yeah. exclusive. That's that's another really good song. Yeah, but um, yeah, this I mean, this ends up being Black Sabbath's final studio record, mm-hmm. and it's not a bad way to end your legacy. Um, the part that I I, I really don't need to worry about it. So to speak, you know, in reality, but the 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 part that I think about is how much did they tarnish their legacy 
in the interim because there were some absolute stinkers in the 80s and 90s. Hmm. When you com- especially when you compare it to the gold yeah. that we got on the first eight. Yes. I don't, you know, I'll be honest. I don't think they tarnished their legacy at all because you, you listen to some people, you know, on the internet here who Black Sabbath can do no wrong. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I didn't even hear some of the albums in the middle there. Yeah. And I still, I still don't think that Black Sabbath is a terrible band. I don't think, you know, they made some bad choices. Yeah. But Ian Gillen. But I don't think they're a terrible band. No, they're not a terrible band. We need to do our rating on this. What do you got, Jim? What I'd give, give this one. Uh, I'd give it an eight. Eight. Yeah, my I I think well, this has highs and lows. It's very average to mm-hmm. me, so I'm gonna give it like a seven. Okay, I give it an eight as well. Uh, Doug gives it a nine. He says they gave it a hell of a go uh, to bring back the old sounds. The boys from Birmingham did pretty damn good, and yes, the two bonus tracks are good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I. I, I can't argue with a, with a nine rating. I give, like I said, I give it an eight. Um, good way to end the, uh, end the legacy. And I'm glad that we were able to end a 19 album deep dive on a high note. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Cause there's a lot of bands that have had careers that long where they, uh, the, end of the line is vastly diminishing from what they were putting out before. Oh, yeah. Kiss, I'm looking at you. Hmm. Aerosmith as well. Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Oh, my God. Motley Crue. Yeah, and the thing is, we talk about the Motley Crue deep dive that never saw the light of day and (laughs) and is lost in the ether. Yeah. Um, Maybe one day... I'll get a wild hair up my ass. No, no. And I'll suggest it again. We can't. I can't listen to those albums again. Well, some of those were just torturous. Yeah. Well, we could do Anvil. Yes. No. They have more albums. We would have to break it up into like a month worth of a month of Anvil. Oh, my God. No. Absolutely. You know, we can do that in August. Not. No. I'll be missing days, and he'll be missing days. No. You can do it yourself. Uh, oh, and I can't wait to hear it. No, I will not. <laughs> I'll do I'll I'll have Doug come over on fucking right. for the ones you're not here All with. Right. So it's settled. We're doing <clears throat> Anvil. No, no, we're not. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'll have guests. No, I'll have guests. It's two against one. No, it's not. I if said you no. would just fucking agree with me, for Christ's <laughs> sake. We're trying to give him a bad time. <laughs> <sighs> On that note, subtext. Actually, I think the week that you're gone is the same week I'm gone. What week is that? When do you go down to Florida? We'll we'll talk about that. Okay. We'll talk about that. I found a list. Oh, boy. From Daily Motion. Ooh. Yes. Uh, The 10 greatest records of the 1980s. Ooh, that's. We're gonna we're gonna have some disagreements on this list. I'll tell you that right fucking now. Daily Motion. This is it the clickbait site on Facebook? They're not too terrible. It's no. it's it's a good time waster site. Just the news if one? you like top tens. Yeah, this came uh, this actually came across on my freaking homepage on uh, when I opened up Expl- Internet Explorer. I'm thinking mm-hmm. of the Daily Mail. I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah, Daily Mail is very clickbaity. 
Um, number 10. Right up, we're starting off with one right up Jim's alley. Uh, Jane's Addiction's Nothing Shocking. Really? 80s? Yeah. Uh. Also, 10 best? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's a bit confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it was, a, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, it was released in 89. Oh, Jesus. And it's not that good of a record. No, it's not. No. It's not Ritual de, de lo Habitual. It's not a top 10. I, 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 I agree wholeheartedly. What genre are they using here? None. It's just all over the place. Oh, my. You, as evidenced by number nine. The pretentious fucks in U2 with the War album. Oh, I would have went Joshua Tree over that. I would have went none of them. I'm with, if I had if I had to pick a U2 album. I'm I with Bill. I know, but if they're going to put U2, they War is the album that put them on a map. What was that Sunday Bloody Sunday? Yeah, yeah. I thought Joshua Tree was a better album. No, than War. Here's another one for the Jimmer. Robert Plant's Now and Zen. Yes. That's a good one. What was on Now and Zen? Was, um, I can't remember. Well, what do you mean it was a good one then? I remember it was a good one. I'm of kinda, course it was good. It was Robert Plant. See, Fuck I'm trying to remember. Was see that, of, see the of Hurting love? Kind was on that? When did he do Sea of Love? I couldn't tell that you. That might have been... Sailing the seas of love. No, no, no. That was That was Tears for Fears. Come with me. Sorry. No, I didn't start him. Yeah, you did. Okay, well, I did. But that's a song I'm pretty sure it's on now. Yeah, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Not even a little. Radioactive. You remember that song? That was the power. Uh, that's right. That Robert power, Plant was. The power station. Yeah, that was Robert Plant in that band. No, it wasn't. It was Jimmy Page. Oh. I knew it was one of them. Sorry. Your Indian name would be running dumb fuck. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Led Zeppelin when I hear that. I know. See, if you don't have all the information, you shouldn't open your mouth. What? Why did I transition to Eugene again? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, my Lord. I don't know either. <laughs> yeah. Here's an album that uh, is a very good album from the 1980s. Sea of Love cover, uh, Doug says, Sea of Love cover was on, uh, he thinks was on Now and Zen. Yeah. But at number seven, we have Metallica with Ride the Lightning. Hmm. Uh, I, I put Master over Ride, but okay. Yeah, me too. I would, too. Yeah. Who are these people making these lists? I don't know. Um, at number six, we have White Snake. But not the White Snake album you would think of. Slip of the tongue. No. Why? Live in the heart of the city. Okay. What the hell's that? Live album? It, no, it's not a live album. Jeez. Oh, then it might be Live in the Heart of the City. There you go. It could be. I don't know. It's, live. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. I I, I don't know. Phonics, I, I've never even heard of it. matter here. Next is a very underrated record. Oh, there we go. This one's for you, Bill. Yeah. Aerosmith, Done With Mirrors. That is a good album. <laughs> very underrated. Awesome comeback album. Mm-hmm. That was the, that was the first album with the with the original band back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Crespo and Rick DeFay were gone. 
uh, Whitford and Joey and Joey Perry were back. Uh, such a good album. Yeah. The Reason a Dog is on that one. Gypsy is on that one. I love that album. Yep, there's some good stuff on there. I can't disagree with you. Next is David Bowie's Scary Monsters. I don't think I know that one. It's it's not bad. That's the one. Uh, you remember Rick saying, Ash to Ash is funk to funky. We know Major Tom's a junkie. Oh, yeah. That's where that's from. Okay. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, Doug says he thought it would have been slided in as well. I, and yeah, I agree. That I mean, I thought slip of the tongue. No, uh, I thought it would be. I thought it would been slide, uh, slide of the slide in, slip of the tongue. Yeah, Love Hunter. Yeah, any yeah. of those early. Actually, I think Love Hunter might have been seventies. Hmm. That might have been seventy nine. Um, but yeah, that's uh, like early White Snake, <clears throat> before Tony Katane. Uh. <laughs> Number three, Def Leppard. With high and dry. Mm. Yeah, wow. I wouldn't put that on the 10 best of anything. Well, I've gotten Def Leppard out. I've for a while. loved high and dry, but, I, you know, hysteria got me into him. And then I went back and I got pyromania and and hysteria was their most popular album in the 80s. But I thought pyromania was their best. In the eighties, once again, like being the nicest kid. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're going to put that rocket, uh, that's hysteria. hysteria. Okay, if you're going to pick a Def Leppard album from the eighties, you want to pick then Pyromania. Leave. Then leave. Well, they put one on there, so I'm just saying they should have put this one on. If you're going to pick one, leave. I didn't. You did. No, I'm changing that one. Okay, fair enough. I'll allow it this time. Uh, at number two, Van Halen's "Women and Children First. Not okay. from the eighties. It was 84, and that's the end of it. That's the best Van Halen album. No. But it is. I thought no. it was two. From the 80s. No. Van Halen 2 was a good album. But that's from the 70s. Right. So, yes. But, but eight, nine, 1984. No. No, wait. No, we got... We got what? 5150. NOU 812. 5150 is 10 times better than 1984. Anything with Sammy Hager is 10 times better than anything with fucking David Lee Roth. Look, we're not going to do this. We're not going to go round and round. So. I agree, Doug. Tawny Katane was. Yeah, she was very mm back in the day. It's all right. It's not all right now. <laughs> yeah, well. With enough plastic surgery, David Coverdale even looks like presentable right now. But she's dead, huh? She's dead. Well, but I'm saying with enough plastic oh, surgery, oh god, even David Coverdale looks presentable right now. Mm-hmm. But no, anything with Sammy Hager is ten times better than anything with David Lee Roth. Here we go again. No, no, move along. Doug says women and children is kind of a crappy record. There's what? What's on there? And the cradle will rock. <laughs> Fucking hand job. I've never heard you make that sound. <laughs> Fucking. That kind of surprised me. That's that. Fu- no, no, no. Are we gonna have the? Are we gonna have the discussion again? That fucking song, that album is. Every time Van Halen comes up in this fucking podcast, I know it has to be a yelling match. I'm not yelling yet. We're not talking. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm just saying. '84 is the best album. Next song. End of story. You could be wrong. You are wrong. 
<sighs> the number one album of the 1980s per Daily Motion is an album we talked about. Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell. No shit. Eh. Whoa. You poked his eye out. Oh, he didn't hear near my eye. He can't be on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give a guy much of a fucking target, do you? <laughs> yeah, it's a good album. You got a giant cranium but I, a tiny brain. It's easy there, man. Oh. I Come on now. You got a head like a fucking basketball. What the hell, man? Every time I see you, all I can think is basketball Jones. I got a basketball Jones. Are you fucking done? It's okay. Every time I look at Jim, I think he swallowed a beach ball without deflating it. I'm telling you, you you're gonna keep this up one day. One day. What? I don't know. But <laughs> fair enough. I'll wait for that day to happen. So as far as that list of albums from the 80s go... It's shit. Yeah, it it didn't do goody good genres. I mean... No, it just was blah. Yeah. There was so so much great stuff in the 80s that wasn't any of that. Yeah, I mean, there was uh, quite a few albums with Sammy Hager on vocals for Van Halen in the 80s. Oh, Jesus Christ. Hello? The door was opened. You had every yeah, every hair metal band was in there, every pop band was in there. I mean, it, there's so much. Yeah, where was Millie Vanilli on that list? Oh, or I even, think that might have been nineties. Yeah, was it? I think they're trying to find the words. I'm, I, I what about CNC Music Factory? That was that, that was nineties. That was nineties. Yeah. Okay, you got You got to. You got to think. Debbie Gibson. Oh, oh yeah, Tiffany. Yes. Oh boy. See all that all that tone loke, tone funky Cole Medina. Yep, all that. Uh, well, but they, they have that, good albums or good songs. I was gonna say that's good songs, not a good album. Yeah. yeah I mean, tone loke was in the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yeah. What more do you need? You need well, funky Cole Medina, and the other one, Wild Thing, are the same damn song. Yes, no, they yeah. Are. Yes, they are. <laughs> but that that whole delicious vinyl crew back in the day. You had Young MC with uh, Bust a Move. You remember that one, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Young MC was there with Bust a Move. You had Tone Loke with his like two hits. Um, I want to say Skilo might have been a delicious vinyl guy too. But yeah, that that whole the, the delicious vinyl imprint was hot for like thirty seconds. Yeah, the eighties. Well, Men at Work had tons of of great. Songs, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. Samantha Fox. There you go, Doug. Oh, Samantha Fox. I know you've always had a freaking thing for Samantha Fox. I yes. He wants to have some fun. <laughs> she was a page three girl. <clears throat> yes, she was. That's how she got her start. Yes. Oh. And there's a weird picture out there with her and Lemmy. Yes. And Lemmy's wearing the Daisy Dukes. Lemmy wore <laughs> Daisy Dukes quite a bit. <laughs> Scarily enough. Oh my. I've seen many a picture of Ian Fraser Kilmister in Daisy Dukes where it was serious danger of his yam bag <laughs> peeking out. Yeah, but the stuff I listened to at work, the one you know, Pandora station I listened to was eighties one hit wonders. Just awesome stuff. Maybe mm. not full albums, but I'm sure there was I it's hard to remember when things came out. That's my hard part. Yeah. Because I know that everything I say could have been in the nineties. Like they might be giants. 
90s. Yeah. See, I got that. I, I remember getting that album in Panama. Which one? Um, the one that has Particle Man. Lincoln or Flood? Flood. Okay. Yeah, I remember getting Flood in... Uh, Don't worry, we're going to do it. They might be Giants Deep Dive. It's very short. It's, they, have a, a, they have a lot of albums. Okay. I would... Uh, we should throw a, day, a They Might Be Giants record in just for a review. <laughs> yeah, just so Jim has to listen to it. Istanbul is Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul mm-hmm. and Constantinople. Fly to Constantinople to get the words. They, they have a great song on, on Flood um, where it's uh, uh, like Swinging in the Wind. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty much written... About, I think a girl is talking about pretty much wants to see a guy hanging. Yes. Oh. And swinging in the wind. <laughs> you know, it's an upbeat song I t- about seeing someone being hung. I, I could see Jim waltzing into work on a Monday morning <laughs> singing Birdhouse in Your Soul. Oh, that's such a great song. Especially when you realize it's from the perspective of a nightlight. Yes. <laughs> Not to put too fine a point on it, say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. You have you ever Blue Canary in an outlet by the light switch? Who watches over me? Leave a little birdhouse in your soul. Have you ever listened to any of them? No. Oh God. Oh God. Put flood. Put flood in the bucket. It's going in the bucket. Uh, Thriller wasn't in that eighties list. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, Doug. I think we should put that in after we pick. Because what are we doing (laughs) next week? Oh no, it's going in now. Oh. Oh, relax. No, I can't relax. It's a good song. Um, speak, just, speak just relax. Of, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> if you want to step to it. Be giants. Jesus Christ, that's worse than my handwriting. I'll be able to read My it. God, that, that could be it. There's no O in giants. I'll know what it says. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway. Might be gaunt. I put, uh, I did put another album in for the reviews bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our YouTube fans shouted it out while uh, looking through our Black Sabbath deep dives. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Uh, R, uh, RJC, I forgot the numbers at the end of it. It's on the paper. But uh, he suggested another Motorhead record. Because ah. he had went back and did our 19, uh, did, uh, saw our 1916 mm-hmm. review. So he suggested Another Perfect Day by Motorhead. Okay. So that one's in the bucket now as well. Okay. And They Might Be Giants Flood is in the bucket. Two snaps up. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff, Jim. Oh. We're gonna, we are going to introduce you to so much great stuff. Okay. You know what? we got to put the Flaming Lips in there, too, then. I don't think I've ever listened to Flaming Lips. I she think I've heard a few songs. She Don't that. Use Jelly. Yeah. Such a good song. Oh, God, yes, that song. <laughs> I hate that song. I love it. That was another band I got into. Uh, I bought that CD in Panama, too. Uh, and I didn't buy it at the PX. I didn't buy it on post. I bought it at a little record store in Panama City, Panama. Hmm. Yep. Good shit. Um, so I guess we get back to the uh, regularly scheduled reviews now. Yep. May as well. All right. Don't be a scared. Be a brave. You know, what's this? This is this. The album, Albums, yeah. as picked by Jim. Because this is fate. I think, you have, I think you have more than one there. All right. And this one's going back in. Okay. 
Michael Monroe not faking it. Well, we just threw that in last week. Not faking it. Good album. Michael Monroe. Michael Monroe. Michael Monroe. He was the lead singer of Hanoi Rocks. Okay, that's right. We did throw this in last week. What the hell is that? It's the Brocky bucket for the movies. That's not a bucket, though. It's, it's a, a, almost a bucket. It's... it's Awesome. The Evil Dead reboot. That by, by Doug. I've been wanting to watch this. Yes, Doug threw in the Evil Dead reboot. So, Doug, just for you, buddy, next week we get to watch the Evil, Be- Evil Dead reboot. I've seen it, full disclosure, I've seen it several times. I absolutely love it. Um, I also saw the new one, the Evil, De- Evil Dead Rise. Ooh. Oh, shit. Okay, never mind. That's the one I thought he was talking about. No. I have seen the Evil Dead reboot. Oh, God, that's good. I'll watch it again. Oh, yeah. With my headphones this time. Why? So you go, hee! Well, why didn't... Wh- because it has very quiet dialogue oh. and very loud screams. Yeah. That's when you use a uh, closed caption. So you're... No. no. I don't allow closed captioning. It. Like, uh, that, uh, that may work for you. Like, Alistair has a nasty habit of watching Netflix with closed captioning on. Val does that, too. What the fuck with people? I know, right? I only do it. I only do it sometimes, like, if I have it too loud that when something happens and I fucking then I got to go back. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I was I was watching that. They got it for me for like a birthday or Christmas or some shit uh, after it came out on like Blu-ray. Yeah. So I decided, you know, well. No one's in the horror but me in the house, so I decided to sit and watch it. And it's like the dialogue. I'm turning up the volume because I can't hear the dialogue. And then all of a sudden, something happens. It's like Jesus Christ! I'm waking the neighborhood up with the scream. Yeah, that's um, why you wear the headphones. Yeah, very yeah. good movie. Very good movie. Um, so I next, a, go ahead. I have a. I have a uh, on my surround sound system. I have a, a nighttime mode where if, if it's something like that will happen, it'll muffle it. Like, let's say somebody's upstairs sleeping and you have it loud. It kind of balances it out. Doug says, I'm getting a big propane tank, and my kid and I are going to make it into a makeshift submarine and launch it at Beltsville. I'm in. Oh. I saw that I saw that on the Valley Post. I think I, with, for 30K, we can do the Susquehanna River. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> Knowing that Beltsville, the land was flooded when it was made... I really would love to take a submersible down oh, to the bottom those, of Beltsville. All those houses and shit that are down there. Yeah. I would love to yeah. see, like, what's at the bottom of Beltsville. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, w- I wouldn't mind doing that, too. Uh, Doug, right. says, Doug, Doug says <laughs> thank you for, the, for doing the Evil Dead reboot. So, gang, for next week, if you want to play along, we're back to our regularly scheduled programming after a three-week journey through the career of the mighty Black Sabbath. We are to the album Not Faking It by Michael Monroe, who uh, was the lead singer of a band called Hanoi Rocks, whose mm-hmm. drummer was killed mm-hmm. in a tragic drunk driving accident by Vince Meal of Motley Crue. Uh, and this was before Vince was fat, by the way. He still was able to get into his Ferrari. Um, and the album, uh, that's the album. And the movie that we're going to be doing, suggested by our friend Doug Wargo, the reboot of The Evil Dead. Yes. Uh, Doug says there's a church and a firehouse under the lake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I yeah. knew I knew about the church. 
Yeah. I, I, I honest to God, would love to just see that. I would love to do that. Okay, let's make that a summer project. Mm, it, yeah. it can't be that difficult. Mm. Let's get the guy that built this one. Oh, sorry. he's He didn't build it. He's just the CEO of the company. But time for the too soon joke. The Titanic now has a new exhibit. <laughs> and on that note, until next time, this has been Oh No Not Them. I'm Eric. I'm Bill. I'm Jim. See you later, motherfuckers.